lately I've been in kind of a nostalgic mood. A couple days ago, I had my 10-year high school reunion. And these days, it's Christmas Eve, it's kind of Christmas time. And two days ago, three days ago, Father Sibley made me watch this movie called Stand By Me. I don't know if you all ever heard of this movie or saw it, but it's basically, if you're not familiar with it, it's an old movie. It's about four 12-year-old kids going on a big wild adventure down, a, down some railroad tracks to find a dead body. It's just, you know, just really a suspenseful movie, trying to go find the, the body before the bad guys find it. It's a, it was pretty epic. But ultimately, after they found it, the base of the rest of the story is the, the kids kind of split apart. They grew up, and basically their life was kind of dull and boring after that. Life wasn't what they had expected it to be. It was kind of, kind of just kind of died off. And I got to admit, while I saw that movie, I got to thinking a lot about my own childhood and how much fun it was. I mean, whenever I was eight, nine years old, me and the neighborhood buds, we would build forts and go on adventures, get into all kinds of trouble. We'd play sports, games, pranks, all kinds of stuff. But one of the things, probably one of the most vivid memories that I have about my childhood, one of the most exciting memories comes around this time of year, Christmas time. And I got to admit, really and truly, probably the most exciting part wasn't Christmas Day at all. The most exciting part was probably Christmas Eve. Because as a child, Christmas Day would roll around, and what would end up happening would the presence under the tree wouldn't be a pony that I wanted. It didn't turn into an Xbox. Those presents weren't that, and they did. The presents were never a pool table or one of those tables that would turn into a pool table and a ping pong table, then a foosball table. You know, anyway, I never got that. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Actually, I really appreciate not getting all that stuff. But honestly, Christmas Day was a bit of a letdown. At least for a young kid like me, I, you know, would roll around and get things that, like I needed, like socks and underwear. Gosh, it was awful. And the thing about it, though, that I noticed at least, was that how much of that or how, how often does the secular world portray that about life? And the most exciting parts about our life are the things leading up to it. Our childhood. Our childhood can be kind of like a Christmas Eve to adulthood. A kind of anticipation for what is to come. Because think about what we were like as kids. As kids, at least a lot of us, we would dream. We would dream about all kinds of stuff. We would wonder. We would look at the world with amazement, with gratitude, with fascination about what possibilities there were out there for us. And we all, if we're honest, had aspirations as high as the sky. Literally. I mean, so many of us, if we're really honest, wanted to be pilots whenever we grew up. So many of us wanted to be Navy SEALs, soldiers, go out and fight wars. So many of us had those great aspirations to be the president of the United States. And I don't think any of that has happened to any of us. Let's be real. There's not a lot of pilots here. If there are, thank you. Not a lot of military here. If there are, thank you for your service. But even those in the military, being a member of it, you join, you find out it's not all war fighting, all that much fun. It's a lot of paperwork. The government, you know, that. Anyway, point being is that none of that really happened. So then you've got to ask the question, were we wrong? 
Were we wrong as kids to dream, to wonder, to get excited about the future only to find out it's just going to let us down? Only to find out we're just going to be working odd jobs, that we're just going to be having families, that we're just going to be doing the ordinary day-to-day life. If that's really the case, were we wrong to dream? Were we wrong to have aspirations? Were we wrong to let our, our aspirations go as high as the sky? And dare I say, no, we weren't wrong at all. The problem with dreaming these dreams as kids is not that they were too big, but that they were too small. The problem with dreaming a dream to become president of the United States, to become a pilot, to become a Marine, is not that that is too big, but that it is too small. Because there is a dream that each and every one of us has deep within our souls, deep within our hearts, that has us soaring far higher than any pilot can go. That has us going on an adventure far greater than any Marine can experience overseas. That has us experience more glory that any president can possibly experience, even on Twitter. There's a dream that each and every one of us can have. And that dream is simple. The dream, the desire, the aspiration to become a saint. To become a saint is the highest, greatest, most glorious dream that any one of us can uncover. And dare I say, the dreams and the aspirations that you and I had as children, and you children that are out there have, are just foreshadowings of that deeper, greater aspiration that calls you and I to greatness. Sainthood can be achieved in any walk of life, and yet you and I both know sainthood on our own is absolutely impossible. You and I have more power to politic and work backroom deals to become the president of the United States than to become a saint. On our own, we are nothing. Only in the power of God is that possible. So dare I say, my friends, the only thing that we, whenever we say that children need to mature, it has nothing to do whatsoever with killing their dreams. Not at all. Dare I say, children need to dream more, need to dream higher, dream about sainthood. What we mean whenever we talk about children maturing is actually not dropping their dreams, but embracing the ability to wait. As a kid, there was nothing worse than waiting. Oh my goodness. I could have sworn waiting rooms were just code word for torture chambers. I mean, holy smokes, going to a doctor's office, it was terrible. I have to go and sit there for like 20 minutes in silence. I didn't know what to do. And yet, how many of us experience the same thing whenever it comes to our day-to-day life? How many of us struggle and, 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 and just, just stress and get anxious about the idea of waiting? And yet, dare I say, that is the key to sainthood. Waiting on God. That's why we celebrate Advent. That's why we celebrate Lent. These are seasons of waiting, of learning to to believe deep within our hearts that God is going to come for us, that God will fulfill those desires, that God will make us saints. That's why we celebrate this fourth Sunday of Advent 
slash Christmas Eve, this fourth Sunday of Advent, to learn to wait. Not wait miserably, not wait sadly, but joyfully, knowing full well that God is coming and he will become one of us. My friends, the beauty of our lives is that that experience that we had between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, Christmas Eve being those exciting dreams, those desires to experience something and receive something great and amazing can come true. Christmas Day, it may not have come true for us as kids, you know, unwrapping those presents, discovering that maybe things weren't real. Maybe things weren't as great as we thought they would be. Maybe we weren't going to get the pony, the Xbox, the whatever. But guys, life is all about unwrapping the present of today. Unwrapping the present of right now. Of discovering that those presents under the tree are nothing but pure gifts from God our Father. Are nothing but unbelievable gifts for you and I to become saints. Because God gives us not just what we want, but what we need. What we need to make us holy. At the end of the day, the only real difference, the only real difference between a saint and a sinner One trusts in God and one doesn't. The only difference between a saint and a sinner is that one trusts in God and the other doesn't. Every time you and I sin, it's because we don't believe that God's going to take care of us. We don't. We think that we have to go out and get it ourselves. We think we have to fend for ourselves. We've got to fix the problem ourselves. We've got to take things in our own hands. And then what do we do? We mess it all up. How often did that happen to us as kids? How often did that happen to us in, in Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? How many secrets did we spoil? How many relationships did we ruin? How many projects did we mess up because we didn't trust? Because we didn't learn how to wait. And that's what today is all about, my friends. Learning that you and I can wait on God. That you and I can wait on him because he's going to come through. He's going to come through for you. He's going to come through for me, and he's going to give us the greatest present of all. That present is simple. It's a present that far exceeds the ability to become president, far exceeds the ability to become a Marine or a pilot. My friends, that present is this, and it's plain and simple. It is the ability to become a saint.